the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. God didn't need to send spies into the land he was going to give them. He already knew what was in the land. That was Moses and the children of Israel. That was their idea. So they sent 12 spies in, including Joshua and Caleb. Joshua and Caleb came back and said, let's go in and take the land. But the other 10 spies, remember what they said? There's giants in the land. We're like grasshoppers in their sight. There's walled cities. We don't stand a chance. And so they decided not to go in and take possession of the land that God had promised them. They wandered in the wilderness. God uses Moses to help free the people of Israel from Egypt and gave them everything they needed to enter into the land he had promised them. But many of the Israelites began to question and became afraid. They felt the way to get there was just too hard. Some turned back. Other worshipped false gods. They let their fear decide their fate. Today, Pastor Dan will encourage you to not let the giant unknowns keep you from stepping into the places God is leading you. He's giving you everything you need. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 49, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. reference several other verses, including Deuteronomy, a couple verses in Isaiah. So if you want to mark those as well. Jeremiah 49. And well, if you remember in our study of Jeremiah, the prophecies regarding the kingdom of Judah ended in chapter 45. So the first 45 chapters are focused on Judah. And then beginning in chapter 46 to the end of the book, these closing chapters are prophecies against nations that have been hostile to Israel, to the Israelites. God judged these nations for their hostility toward Israel. And this was really a fulfillment of Genesis chapter 12 and the promise that God made to Abraham as part of the covenant God made with Abraham. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, God promised Abraham I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. And so God promised to curse the nations that cursed Abraham and his descendants. And so this judging that we see here in Jeremiah of the surrounding nations that surrounded the land of Israel, this was a fulfillment of that promise that God made to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. I mentioned this in a recent study on Thursday night, but we see in the Olivet Discourse in the New Testament in Matthew chapter 25 that when Jesus returns to the earth, he will judge the nations for how they treated Israel. 
and how they treated the Jewish people. That's in Matthew 25, verses 31 to 46. How the nations treated his brethren, the Jewish people. In chapter 48, last week, we looked at the judgment of Moab. Now in chapter 49, chapter 49 begins with the judgment of the Ammonites or Ammon, and then it's going to talk about the judgment against the Edomites as well. So you have Ammon and you have Moab from chapter 48, and you have Edom. These are all in modern day Jordan. Jordan has the most biblical sites in it next to the nation of Israel. 30% of your Bible takes place in the country of Jordan. There's a lot to see there as far as biblical history and biblical archaeology. And uh, I'm going to give you some background verses a little bit for Am and Moab and Edom before we dig into the chapter together. So if you want to turn with me back to Deuteronomy chapter 2, we'll just hit a few verses about these kingdoms, Am and Moab and Edom. Deuteronomy chapter 2. This is when the children of Israel, it's recounting when they came out of Egypt in the Exodus, they crossed through the Red Sea, then they turned north into the area of Edom and Moab and Ammon. It says in Deuteronomy chapter 2, then we turned and journeyed into the wilderness of the way of the Red Sea as the Lord spoke to me and we skirted Mount Seir for many days. And the Lord spoke to me saying, you have skirted the mountain long enough. Turn northward, go north and command the people saying you are about to pass through the territory of your brethren, the descendants of Esau. The Edomites were the descendants of Esau. Remember Esau is the twin brother of Jacob. The children of Israel are the descendants of Jacob. And so you have their, you know, Esau are their cousins. The people of Edom are cousins to the Hebrews, the Israelites. The descendants of Esau who live in Seir, and they will be afraid of you. Therefore, watch yourselves carefully. Do not meddle with them, for I will not give you any of their land. No, not so much as one footstep, because I have given Mount Seir to Esau as a possession You shall buy food from them with money that you may eat, and you shall also buy water from them with money that you may drink. And so they're not to take any food. They're not to take, you know, they're not to just take it or or take any water. They're to buy it. And it says here again that he, God has given that land to them. Just as God would give the Hebrews the promised land, the land of Canaan, He gave this land to the descendants of Esau. Look down in verse 9. Then the Lord said to me, Do not harass Moab, nor contend with them in battle, for I will not give you any of their land as a possession, because I have given Ar to the descendants of Lot as a possession. The Moabites were the descendants of Lot. Verse 10. The Emim who dwell there in times past, a people as great and numerous and tall as the Anakim, they were also regarded as giants like the Anakim, but the Moabites called them Emim. goes on in verse 12 to say, the Horites formerly dwelt in Seir, 
But the descendants of Esau dispossessed them and destroyed them from before them and dwelt in their place, just as Israel did to the land of their possession, which the Lord gave them. So God gave them a land, and God told these nations of Edom and Moab and Ammon to defeat the people that were dwelling in that land when they came in, just as God told the children of Israel to utterly destroy all the people dwelling in the promised land when they came in. And I just find this interesting, that God had a plan for those nations as well, not just for the Hebrew people. He had a land for them. He had a battle for them to fight, a land for them to take possession of, enemies to overcome, cities to conquer, just as he did for the Hebrew people. Look down in verse 19. And when you come near the people of Ammon, do you see how geographically they're just moving north, entering into Edom, and then he talked about Moab, and now he's going to talk about Ammon in verse 19. And when you come near the people of Ammon, do not harass them, or meddle with them, for I will not give you any of the land of the people of Ammon as a possession, because I have given it to the descendants of Lot as a possession. The Ammonites were also descendants of Lot. That was also regarded as a land of giants. Giants formerly dwelt there, but the Ammonites called them Zamzumim. <laughs> Isn't that a great name? I think when the Ammonites saw those giants, they said, Zam, zooming, look how big those guys are. Holy smokes, what are we going to do? Don't you remember when Moses sent the 12 spies into the promised land to spy out the land? God didn't instruct them to do that. God didn't need to send spies into the land he was going to give them. He already knew what was in the land. That was Moses and the children of Israel. That was their idea. So they sent 12 spies in, including Joshua and Caleb, Joshua and Caleb came back and said, let's go in and take the land. But the other 10 spies, remember what they said? There's giants in the land. We're like grasshoppers in their sight. There's walled cities. We don't stand a chance. And so they decided not to go in and take possession of the land that God had promised them. They wandered in the wilderness for decades. Verse 21, a people, it's describing the Zamzumim, a people as great and numerous and tall as the Anakim, but the Lord destroyed them before them, and they dispossessed them and dwelt in their place, just as he had done for the descendants of Esau, who dwell in Seir, when he destroyed the Horites from before them. They dispossessed them and dwelt in their place, even to this day. And so you, you have here this description of the land of Edom and Moab and Ammon, and God had given those lands to them, They were commanded to clear their land of those who dwelt there. And so those nations were settled there on the eastern border of Israel, and then later Israel and Judah. And there was just this constant fighting that took place between Israel and these nations. These nations were always trying to take territory from Israel. And so they had this long history of conflict with Ammon, Moab, and Edom. Now, these three nations, these three kingdoms, will be players in the end times, in the last days. God's not finished with Ammon, Moab, and Edom. Just to read a couple verses, you can just listen or you can turn there. Daniel chapter 11, Daniel chapter 11, verse 41, if you're taking notes. Here it talks about, in Daniel chapter 11, 
during the Great Tribulation, the Antichrist will conquer the Middle East, and he'll spread throughout the Middle East, but he will fail to conquer Ammon, Moab, and Edom. Daniel chapter 11, verse 41, speaking of the Antichrist, it says, he shall enter the glorious land. Now that's Israel, the glorious land. And many countries shall be overthrown, but these shall escape from his hand. Edom, Moab, and the prominent people of Ammon. So again, they're going to be players during the tribulation period. When the Antichrist rises to power, this world leader, and he will be unsuccessful at conquering Ammon, Moab, and Edom. In Matthew chapter 24, if you want to turn there, Matthew chapter 24, this is the Olivet Discourse where Jesus is describing the events leading up to his second coming. In Matthew chapter 24, here he talks about uh, the abomination of desolation, which is when the Antichrist goes into the temple in Jerusalem and declares himself to be God and requires people to worship him. That's going to take place halfway through the tribulation period. Jesus says in Matthew 24, verse 15, Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand, then let those who are in Judea, so that's the region around Jerusalem, let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house, and let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant, because you're going to be slow traveling, and to those who are nursing babies in those days, because you're going to have to stop every couple hours to feed your baby. And pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. On the Sabbath, everything will be closed down. For then there will be great tribulations such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. There Jesus talks about the abomination of desolation that takes place. This is the thing that causes God to really begin to pour out his wrath upon the earth. Jesus said there'll be great tribulation such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. He says, when you see this happen, if you live in Judea, he says, run for your lives. Don't even go back home to get to pack a bag. Just start running. And he says, run to the mountains, head to the hills, head to the mountains. Well, Really, the closest mountains to Judea are Moab and Edom. So it's believed that during this time, those living in Judea will cross down through the Jordan Valley, cross the Jordan River, head over into Jordan, into Moab and Edom, and seek refuge there during the second half of the tribulation period. We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m. I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. 
That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message. Uh, Another verse for us in Revelation chapter 12, uh, beginning in verse 13. It says, Now when the dragon saw that he had been cast to the earth, he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child. Now that's speaking of Jesus, the male child, the Messiah, the Savior. The woman who gave birth is Israel. So he persecuted Israel, but the woman was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness to her place. The wilderness is speaking of the desert. It's not a forest, it's desert when it speaks of wilderness. To her place. It seems here that there is a specific place that God has designated for the people of Israel to flee, where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time. So that's three and a half years from the presence of the serpent, who of course is Satan. So the serpent spewed water out of his mouth like a flood after the woman that he might cause her to be carried away by the flood. But the earth helped the woman and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. And the dragon was enraged with the woman And he went to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and who have the testimony of Jesus Christ. And so here you have this figuratively described, symbolically described, this woman who who flees from the dragon and she goes to her place in the wilderness. She takes refuge there for three and a half years. And many Bible teachers and scholars believe that this is referring to the children of Israel fleeing into Moab or Edom during the second half of the tribulation period. After the abomination of desolation that we read about in Matthew, when the great tribulation part of the tribulation period really begins that last three and a half years, that the people of Israel will flee into the mountains of Moab and Edom. Some believe it's a reference specifically to the city of Petra, maybe so. I don't know, but that's in Edom, and they take refuge there at a place that God has prepared for them there. A couple more verses for us. Isaiah chapter 63, Isaiah 63, just before Jeremiah, Isaiah 63, now this is describing the second coming of Jesus Christ. Of course, Jesus will literally return to the earth, physically return to the earth, and this is describing his return Isaiah 63, verse 1, Who is this who comes from Edom with dyed garments from Basra, which is a city in Edom? This one who is glorious in his apparel, traveling in the greatness of his strength. I who speak in righteousness, mighty to save. Why is your apparel red and your garments like one who treads in the winepress? I have trodden in the winepress alone, and from the peoples no one was with me, for I have trodden them in my anger and trampled them in my fury. Their blood is sprinkled upon my garments, and I have stained all my robes, for the day of vengeance is in my heart, and the year of my redeemed has come. I looked, but there was no one to help, and I wondered that there was no one to uphold. Therefore my own arm brought salvation for me, And my own fury, it sustained me. I have trodden down the people in my anger. 
I've made them drink in my fury and brought down their strength to the earth. So here you have this description of Jesus, the Messiah, when he comes, I who speak in righteousness, mighty to save. That's how he describes himself. He's got a robe dipped in blood. It's covered in blood. Uh, His garments, it says, they're dyed garments. He's traveling in the greatness of his strength. This is describing the return of Jesus Christ. But notice in verse 1, it says, Who is this who comes from Edom with dyed garments from Basra? And so because of this passage, it's believed that when Jesus Christ returns, part of his return is going to include going to Edom. Uh, uh, Some some, uh, put it in a chronology of going to Edom, then up to Jerusalem. We know he's going to go to Jerusalem. He's going to stand on the Mount of Olives. And the Mount of Olives is going to split in, in two, and part of it will go to the north, part of it will go to the south, right? So some believe, well, he's going to go to Edom first, because people of Israel are taking refuge there during the second half of the tribulation. And then from there, he goes up from Edom, from Basra, and goes to Jerusalem to judge the nations. Now, go to Isaiah 34 for me. Isaiah 34 So this is after his second coming. After he comes again, he will judge the nations. He will gather the nations, and he will separate the sheep from the goats. He will judge the nations. And it says here in Isaiah 34, verse 5, For my sword, this is speaking of the Lord, Jesus Christ, for my sword shall be bathed in heaven. Indeed, it shall come down on Edom. And on the people of my curse for judgment, the sword of the Lord is filled with blood. It is made overflowing with fatness, with the blood of lambs and goats, with the fat of the kidneys of rams. For the Lord has a sacrifice in Basra, that's down in Edom, and a great slaughter in the land of Edom. The wild oxen shall come down with them. As the young bulls from the mighty bulls, their land shall be soaked with blood and their dust saturated with fatness. For it is the day of the Lord's vengeance, the year of recompense for the cause of Zion. Its stream shall be turned into pitch and its dust into brimstone. Its land shall become burning pitch. It shall not be quenched night or day. Its smoke shall ascend forever From generation to generation it shall lie waste. No one shall pass through it forever and ever. But the pelican and the porcupine shall possess it. Also the owl and the raven shall dwell in it. And he shall stretch out over it the line of confusion and the stones of emptiness. Again here it's it's describing the judgment of Edom that will take place after Christ's return, and the land will be made desolate. It will be made a wasteland where just you know animals dwell, that kind of thing. I say all that, looking at all these verses, to say that God's not done with Ammon and Moab and Edom. They play a significant role in the end times. They're going to play a significant role during the tribulation period. They're going to play a significant role when Christ returns. He's going to come up out of Edom, out of Basra, to Jerusalem. And then they're going to be judged during the judgment that will follow. So, let's go back to chapter 49. We'll get into the chapter now. Look at verse 1. Against the Ammonites, 
thus says the Lord. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. We're so glad you joined us today on Ring of Truth as we continue our verse-by-verse study through the book of Jeremiah. If you'd like to hear more messages from Pastor Dan, please visit our website at calvaryec.com. You can listen to and download a wide range of previous broadcasts or simply subscribe to our podcast. Sometimes life can get busy, and between work, school, family, and all of our other obligations, it's hard to find time to dig deeper into the Bible for ourselves. At Ring of Truth, we've tried to make it a bit easier for you. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you go. This way, you'll have encouragement from God's Word throughout the day. You'll find a link to subscribe at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth on iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. When you call, please feel free to share any prayer requests that are on your heart. We'd be happy to pray with and for you. We also appreciate your prayers for this radio ministry. Please tune in next time as Pastor Dan continues teaching verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the book of Jeremiah, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. It's true.